Hello, podcast fans. I'm Matt Benson, co-founder of the Benview Network, and I am pleased as a peach to announce a new show coming to the network on May 1st. It's called Pick Your Path. It's a scripted adventure series that will star you, the listener. Each episode will have chapters like an audiobook that will allow you to skip around and make choices that decide the direction of the story. Just like the choose-your-own-adventure books we all loved as kids. Episodes will be written by myself, Nerd's Eye View host and Benview co-founder Andrew Lindy, and the award-winning creator of Midnight Marinara, David King. We're all very passionate about the genre and have done our best to capture its spirit in an audio format, which means that it will be all-ages friendly but still have the possibility of a gruesome ending. To give you all a sneak peek at what the show will sound like, please enjoy the following preview chapters. of your own destiny. Chapter 20 You push open the door and wander into the house. You hear shuffling in a far-off room. You move toward the noise. You pass through a hallway lined with portraits of five generations of what you assume are your neighbor's ancestors. Leopold Oberchuk, Bartholomew Oberchuk, Nathaniel Oberchuk, and so on. You arrive at the source of the noise and peek your head into the room. It's the study. It's very unkempt. It appears to be the only room that's actually lived in. Inside your neighbor Oberchuk is walking excitedly in circles. He looks like he's in his late 50s, but still good in the fight. Like he used to be a wrestler or something. He's bald with long hair on the sides of his head. What a curious tone of events. He ponders out loud. I must add lilacs on to the do not disturb list. The anachronistic death of even one plant could. He notices you and stops. He grabs you by the shoulders and pulls you into the room. You now see a large map taking up one whole wall describing the events of human history past, present, and future. Who are you? He spits. No uniform. By yourself? You're not with ICE. Look of recognition on your face shows you know what the map means. So you're not some neighborhood rapscallion that's just wandered into my house. He pauses to think. I've got it. You're from the future. You're my first historian. Uh, not exactly, you correct. He's not paying attention. His face swims with pride at the thought of a future historian paying him a visit. The face turns to a frown when he hears his front door being kicked in. Someone is raiding his house. I see! He gasped. They finally decided to break their own rules and destroy my creation. Quick, we have to get out of here! How? You ask. With the time machine! If you travel through time with Oberchuck, skip to chapter 67. If you steal the time machine and flee without him, skip to chapter 66. Chapter 67. Oberchuck gives a quick explanation of how the time machine works. 
first, when you make the trip, the time machine doesn't come with you. This is a safety measure to ensure that if you die outside your home time, the machine doesn't get left unsupervised. Oberchuck has a remote control coded to his fingerprint that allows him, and only him, to access the time machine even when he's separated from it by millions of years. If necessary, you can take the time machine with you by physically holding it. He admits that this is a design flaw that makes that safety feature basically useless. Finally, he explains that in order for both of you to use the time machine, you both have to grab hold of it. It's only then, when he gestures toward it, that you realize the time machine has been sitting on the desk next to you this entire time. It's a metal box, about the size of a loaf of bread. You put your hands on the box, just as the men raiding the house enter the study. Oberchuk hastily presses some buttons on the remote. You both vanish with the sound of a large thunderclap. Skip to Chapter 78. Chapter 78. You arrive at the destination Oberchuk selected. You look around and see everything that sci-fi movies promised you about the future. Flying cars, human-sized pneumatic tubes, you even see a kid skate by on a hoverboard. You and Oberchuk each hold the time machine with one hand. He turns to you sharply. Now that we're safe, who are you? He demands. Um, I'm a visitor from the future. You mumble. Stranded in this strange far-off time, you think it's probably best not to make the only person who can get you home angry. Try again, he says. You stir back at him dumbly. He starts again. Before my home was raided, you said, Not exactly. As in, I am not exactly a visitor from the future. So, who are you? Exactly. You crack. I live across the street from you. The conversation is halted by a pair of street tufts. One has two foot orange jutting spikes from his head. You think it might be hair, but you're not sure. The other has eyes on stalks like a snail. Both wear leather armor with nonsense words graffitied all over it. Give us everything you have on you, or we use this, warns the one with the spikes. He wields an amorphous purple blob threateningly. Uh, what will that thing do to us? You whisper. I don't know. I'm not too familiar with this time period. Oberchuk replies, Then why did you bring us here? I didn't exactly have time to plan this trip, you know. Shut up and give us the box, old man! Screeches the young man with eye stalks. They're getting impatient. Something has to happen soon. You try to kick the purple blob out of the thug's hand. You're not even close. He gives the blob a squeeze. It grows to about eight feet tall and absorbs you into its gelatinous center. Over the next 10 years, it keeps you alive by feeding you nutrients through your pores, all the while slowly digesting you. The path ends here. To pick another path, return to chapter 1. See what I mean by gruesome endings? I hope you enjoyed what you've heard so far, and I really hope you go to BendViewNetwork.com or iTunes or your preferred podcast provider on May 1st to subscribe to Pick Your Path. Before I leave you... I just want to give some quick shouts out to everyone that has made this possible. Of course, Andrew Lindy and David King, with whom I wrote the episodes. Our narration was provided by the great and talented Matt Hawley. 
Our amazing theme song was written and recorded by Christopher Wrigley of Bunhouse Jingles. He'll do the same for you if you go to customjingles.net. I really can't recommend him enough. He was an absolute joy to work with, and the theme song, as you heard, was fantastic. Last, but certainly not least, our beautiful artwork was done by Wayne Jansen. I have known Wayne for a number of years, and he has never failed to impress me with his talent. You can see some of his other work at waynejansenart.com, and that's J-A-N-S-E-N, not O-N. Thanks for listening. I can't wait to hear from you again on May 1st. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.